Welcome back to Following Noadon, a Stormlight podcast. This week, we are doing episode 47, which is our Words of Radiance finale episode. We will be talking about the entire book, start to finish, highlights, lowlights, what we thought of the book in general. This week, we have a special guest joining myself, Paul, and Elliot. Uh, we have Kiffin, who is a friend of Elliot and I's, and he's listened to the podcast uh, for a little bit. He uh, even writes his own fiction on the on the side a little bit. Uh, Kiffin, would you like to introduce yourself? Yeah, sure. Um, so I'm Kiffin. Uh, I am, as Trevor said, I'm a friend of uh, he and Elliot's, and um, I have read through the Stormlight Archive once, and I've been slowly kind of rewrite rereading uh along with the podcast i've i've really enjoyed uh what they're doing with this it's it's been really cool um i'm a big fantasy nerd i love lord of the rings and uh um terry goodkind terry pratchett terry brooks um all the terry's for some reason that's a popular name with fantasy writers uh and i'm writing my own uh sort of tolkien-esque uh fantasy in an earth-like realm uh, very different than uh, Brandon Sanderson's Stormlight Archive, uh, but there's definitely pros and cons to both, and uh, I'm hoping that I can give some uh, input of what it's like to to do your own world building and, and talk about how good uh, Sanderson is at it. So thank you guys for having me. Yeah, for sure. Welcome. Paul, how are you? I'm doing great. I'm. Uh, we've made it through... Words of Radiance now. Um, I'm excited to kind of compare and contrast with The Way of Kings, even though it's just like a, a sequel, kind of. So, yeah, looking forward to, to doing that. And then honestly moving on to, like, it's great, but, you know, there's a lot more to be had still with the next several books. So, Sure. Uh, Elliot, how are you? doing doing well i've been enjoying the nostalgia of like flipping back through my notes of some of the episodes we've been through honestly it's it's easy to forget like just how far we've come now and how just how many pages we are into this saga at this point like we we're invested at this point we are multiple thousands of pages into this story that like this is this is for real now yeah absolutely all right, I won't ask for for two words to summarize the whole book, so don't don't worry about that. I will, however, get us to to rate the book, but uh, I'll do that here in a second. And enjoy episode forty seven. Alrighty. Let's start with our, our general ratings of the book, and then we can talk about more minutiae here in a little bit. I'll throw it to Elliot first. Uh, in a similar way that we did to, for The Way of Kings, you're going to rate it for plot, characters, world building, theme, and point of view, and then give it an overall score out of 50 out of those, of those five categories. So go for it. Alrighty. Jumping into this, Words of Radiance... Whew, what a journey just like the way of kings you're a little exhausted by the end but yeah looking back has been fun uh 
so my ratings. All right. So first up will be plot. So for this one, I'm thinking like the general story. I gave it a nine out of out of ten for first story. Very engaging. Really, really interesting. Definitely hooked you from the beginning and held you all the way to the end and, and always wanted to know what was next, especially in the second half of the book was was really good. Um, I docked it maybe a point just for, I think there were elements of Shalon's story that I didn't necessarily like so well. I think they were very well written and I think it was very intentional the way Brandon Sanderson is building her character. I just didn't quite relate to it as much perhaps. So just a, just a little bit of a of a ding there but overall still uh really good characters nine out of ten for characters again fantastic characters for for from sanderson thinking of again kind of kind of focusing on shallan since we saw most of her even though we did see quite a bit of the others doctor just a little bit i think just because shallan's maybe not my my favorite character i didn't quite as enjoy getting into like the depths of her character as much as we did like kaladin in in the first book but but still way up there i mean nine out of ten i i probably could have gone ten but had to had to go with nine sure world world building easy ten easy easy ten for me this is this is sanderson's biggest strength in my opinion uh his world is just so interesting and i was i was a little nervous that going into book two there was going to be maybe not as much to like dive into of the the world maybe we've kind of already learned about in the first book not the case at all as as we as we learn as you'll you'll see when we get down to the questions um i have now more questions than i did when i started this book and so always always things to be learning and figuring out so super fun world love it 10 out of 10 there theme or trevor you tagged it with kind of the the hero's journey as a tagline next to that theme uh i'm kind of thinking for this one more of like the the bigger you know what is this what is this story speaking to me what am what am i taking out of this story and maybe applying it to my life maybe that's not a the best interpretation of theme but that's how i took it uh i this is what was my lowest score i went with eight uh for theme just because i felt like this story didn't quite didn't quite make as much of a statement on like morals and applicability to your life kind of thing as, as much as way of kings did and so right the the theme the theme just fell a little bit flat for me not not a lot flat at all but it was still a fantastic story with awesome characters and and the way the 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 way the story was going and what it was saying to you was still awesome but not quite a 10 out of 10 uh and then lastly point of view or like kind of how the story is is portrayed to us as the the reader uh, i went for a nine here i think i did the same i think i did the same on way of kings um i love i love sanderson's writing i like the way he he shows us a story he it was more of the same here in words of radiance lots of good stuff uh the only thing i'll dock him for here is i do I do wish, I think I talked about this in our, our Way of Kings retrospective one, I do wish he'd be a little more descriptive with things like scenery and whatnot. You know, when we get to, you know, a scene where there's lots of images and stuff going on, I, I wish he'd spend a little more time telling me about what it looks like. I still, I feel like I have to fill a lot of gaps with my imagination. So just a slight dock there down to nine. But overall, uh, super awesome book. Uh, I think that adds up to 45 out of 50 if my, my math is right. So really enjoyed it awesome book not quite as high as wave kings but fantastic
Awesome. Uh, Kiffin, we'll do we'll do you next. Okay. Yeah. Sure. Um, so I didn't, you know, rate Way of Kings, uh, you know, on an episode with you guys, obviously. Um, but I, I'll say before I start my numbers, I actually like Words of Radiance better than Way of Kings overall. Um, but with this one, I put plot as eight out of ten. Um, to me, this book was a lot more character driven than plot driven. Whereas I, I saw Way of Kings as not that the characters were necessarily lacking in the first one, but I thought the the Way of Kings was a little bit more plot driven as opposed to character driven. Okay. Um, uh, and then I would say. Uh, characters I put 9 out of 10 um, I, I really thought that uh, Sanderson did a really good job in this one of giving us more uh, from characters that we didn't get much of in Way of Kings um, like Shalon especially would obviously be the big one with uh, this book being her her book of, of the Stormlight Archive um, I found her as a really interesting character in Way of Kings um, but we didn't really get as much of her as I would have liked. Like, like a lot of her chapters in the first book were slow, and I felt like they lacked in detail. And it was like, it, it was kind of like that that movie where a character is introduced, and you're kind of that question the whole time of what is the backstory? Like, where did this character come from? How did she get here? Why does she do the things that she does? And we obviously at this point still have a lot of questions about Shalon, but we got some of those answers in this book. And so I, I gave characters a 9 out of 10, mostly for her, but for some of the minor characters as well. Um, world building, um, I gave a 9 out of 10. Uh, I think that um, Sanderson definitely is a strong suit of his, for sure. And you have to give him credit beyond just uh, building his world really well because he didn't choose an Earth-like realm for his, his universe. You, you know, as you guys have talked about multiple times in this podcast, uh, he's got the, the whole underwater vibe, you, you know, to, his, uh, to, to the world uh, that, that we're put in for this story. And, and I think, you know, he describes that well enough where you can, you can fully visualize that a lot of the time. And, and I, I definitely really like that. And he does a really good job of, like, the, the kingdom structure and, and the world as a whole. And he, he definitely does really well with world building, 9 out of 10. Um, for theme, um, I wasn't a hundred percent sure what you what you meant by theme. I can see what Elliot was saying about uh, you know things I can take from it. Um, I, I gave it a nine out of ten. I, I don't know if that's really fully where in my opinion of that category lies for it. I think eight, eight or nine somewhere in there. Um, there. There's definitely some good stuff you can you can pull from it, um, but I think maybe in this one area. I probably would have rated Way of Kings maybe a little bit higher than, than this one. Um, and Point of View is is my highest of this. Um, I, I love the way he um, he does his exposition, um, even the interludes, which kind of take you out of the story sometimes. I, I love that random background that kind of just really piques your curiosity of like, oh, that character's really cool. Like, how is that going to... How's that going to actually tie in with the, the narrative, you know, that we're going through? Um, and then I, it, some of uh, the the ten rating I have here might be from uh, my own personal bias of the, the way I write. I also do the perspective jumping, you know, multiple character viewpoints, and so I I tend to prefer fantasy that has that. So 
Um, yeah. And so I, I actually ended up with the same total as Elliot, but with a little bit different, you know, breakdown of the individuals. Uh, 45 out of 50, very good book, for sure. I just want to bounce back to your inter- it highlights of the interludes where you'll catch a character and be super interested. I just thought of Paul and uh, his one of his favorite characters in the way of King's Ishik, and we haven't we haven't revisited <laughs> him yet. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I, 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 I loved listening to those episodes where <laughs> Paul is all obsessed with him and he hasn't come back. Yeah. Sorry, Paul. <laughs> it's like, man, yeah. like the pure, when are we gonna get to the pure lake? You know. No, I. Uh, if I may go ahead and jump into my my ratings, oh, yeah. Trevor, I, I actually want to go ahead and just start with point of view because I agree a lot with with Kiffin. I I thought about it for a second. I was like, point of view, like, hmm, what do I not like? And I was like, I think this is my favorite aspect. Just about, um, I love the aspect of the interludes where we kind of jump to somewhere random and then I get to just kind of like speculate how is this going to be relevant at some point um and then as we read we get to go look back at stuff things that we've learned in that i absolutely love that um so definitely a 10 out of 10 for for point of view for me jumping back to the beginning on plot i kind of broke rules i kind of broke the status quo i put eight and a half um and i i did this for two reasons mostly um and it kind of ties into characters, but my only complaint about the plot, I I overall, I think I enjoyed Words of Radiance more than The Wave Kings, but it felt like sometimes we were waiting a really long time to get to our, like, pinnacle moments, which wasn't a problem. Like, the moments were amazing, but it sometimes felt like, like it was taking a long time, and also, like... Um, I don't know. I'm almost getting the sense that our heroes are invulnerable, which I mean they like almost die a million times. But I kind of got that, so I I kind of docked like the half point for that, honestly. Um, which yeah, I'll get into more later specifically, um, with our book summary. But that was the main reasons that I uh, have eight and a half out of ten for plot, um, for characters. I love all of our main characters. I think they're outstanding. It honestly hurt me to put 8 out of 10, but I put 8 out of 10. That was my lowest rating. Um, I did that because of a lot of the secondary kind of minor characters I'm not a fan of. Most notably being, I feel dumb, I don't remember her name right now, but the girl that, the lady that Shalon traveled with that was involved with the Ghostbloods. Tin, yes. Tin, I think... I really didn't like it. Maybe this you're, is too much you're personal not alone. preference. There's a lot of people who <laughs> Maybe don't like too much. Okay, good. Um, my complaint with Tin specifically is she's like a bad character, right? Like she, she she's a bad guy, I guess you could say. But she just like I don't know. I feel like they tried to give her way too much character. I don't know. I felt like the whole character was weird, and I did not like Tin. Um. That, and then also just some of our other minor characters. Um, like the the ghost bloods, I feel like that wasn't fleshed out that well, the characters there. And then also um, 
Graves and like Moash's crew, that is actually getting kind of neat. So I'm gonna hold on that as a com like a, as a complaint right now. But overall, that's why I'm, I would give it eight out of ten as for the kind of minor characters. World building, I gave it a ten out of ten. Um, I thought about this for a second because I was like, you know, it's not the coolest world. But then I thought about it and I was like, it's 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 pretty good. Um, <laughs> I, I just love how. Love how deep it is. I was thinking of like the physical world, which is obviously an aspect, but I couldn't give it a ten because of how many details they are and how well they all line up together. Like it, it must have taken forever um, to right. do that, and it was very well done. So I, I had to give it a ten out of ten for sure. Um, theme, I did a nine out of ten. I'm you can change it on the fly. I'm trying to remember why I gave it a 9 out of 10. I'm sure there's something specific. Um, it's a 9 out of 10 because I say it's a 9 out of 10. You know? Fair enough. Um, yeah, it, it was it was really great. I think... Yeah, like, I, I really enjoyed like following Shalon in this book um, as opposed to Kaladin um, I liked kind of the uniqueness it, it it brought especially with like the backstory we learned so much so honestly I could I'll raise it to a 9.5 I'm gonna change oh, it no. to an even number <laughs> but the good news is that brings my, my overall up to an even number of 46 out of 50 so, okay I see yes. so I just want to pause on your rating here for a second because you're talking about theme and you're talking about how you enjoyed Shalon's flashbacks, but you were one of the loudest critics of Shalon in The Way of Kings, and based on that, there's a lot of people who are just bored in Words of Radiance because they already don't like Shalon, and then they're spending a solid 600 pages of this 1,000-page book on Shalon. So... That that's a loud critique of Words of Radiance is we already don't like Shalon and now it's Shalon's book. Yes, we like her better at the end of it, but we're bored to start. Um, so I, I think that's interesting that you enjoyed her, her flashback chapters. A lot of people are just annoyed by them. Really? Okay. I was gonna I think my flashback the flashback chapters may have been like my favorite. At least later. Early it's very like creepy. <laughs> yes, for one. Unsettling. It could be a horror movie. Um, I, I could definitely see that as a thing. I, I I feel like coming into this, I started fresh. Coming into this book, I started fresh. So we have the whole Santhid chapter at the beginning. And, you know, that's basically just world building. Like, there's nothing super good. But I think of it almost as, like, the start of a movie. Um, you know, it kind of warms up. It's shows you some pretty little thing you know some cool stuff um and then you kind of get more into it but i feel like it got way faster it was way fast way more fast-paced at the start um overall and so Mm, i I think think elliot's gonna disagree with you at the start i think it definitely was in my mind all right i will jump through my rating and then we'll talk about general impressions of the book so general impressions Sorry. <laughs> I thought it would be for, funny. <laughs> for plot for me, it's a 9 out of 10. 
uh, I really enjoy Words of Radiance's story. I just think it starts slow, so it's it's a, like it's a great story. You need the Shalon setup in order for her payoff later to mean something, and for her her truths with Pattern, like it, they're not going to mean anything if you haven't been through her her conflict with Tin and her like her inner struggle between who am I? Am I Yasna? Am I Tin? Oh, I'm both. I can be both type thing. Um, but it's a necessary evil. Still 9 out of 10 for me. Uh, characters, also 9 out of 10. I really don't like Shalon in The Way of Kings, as as I said in our Way of Kings reflective. But having read what I've read, Shalon is one of my favorite Stormlight characters. And this book is a big part of that, obviously, because this is her book. I am a big fan of showing her as a capable and like up up upstanding young woman and like strong and then after you d- you know her as that you learn what she's been through and you're like oh she's this even though she's already been through all this and I didn't know that like Kaladin's like Kaladin sees towards the end of Words of Radiance so I'm a big fan of creating that character the way Sanderson does and um, upholding Shalon specifically uh, world building we've said it four three four times now whatever and we've said it plenty of times in our Wave Kings one as well 10 out of 10 I'm a huge fan of Sanderson's magic systems the way you get to learn about the magic system the world itself the whole aesthetic of Roshar is awesome to me I really love uh, Sanderson's world building I won't go on further theme so each of you docked theme a little bit harsh more harshly than i did but i gave it a 10 out of 10 for theme because to me what words radiance is saying is you don't know what people are going through when you meet them and in order for somebody to carry on day to day and pick themselves up and get themselves out of bed every morning like Shalon does and face the world that's it's different for everybody and you don't know what people are going through at any given time so Kaladin he lets everybody know that he's had a terrible life and you can't talk to him for more than five minutes without him knowing without you knowing that he hates everybody but Shalon that's not the case and I'm a really big fan of Words of Radiance saying that there are both people in the world but both have struggled and uh, you just you just don't know what people have been through. Uh, point of view, uh, 10 out of 10 for me. I'm a big fan of interludes, uh, flashback chapters, of switching point of view chapters. It's I gave, I think I gave the Wave Kings 9 out of 10 for switching to Shalon chapters because Shalon chapters are boring. They're a necessary <laughs> evil, but <laughs> they're still boring. Yeah. Um, but once Words of Radiance and all of our characters come together... It, it flows beautifully, and I'm a, I'm a big fan. 10 out of 10. 48 out of 50. Words Radiance is a really great book. Good stuff. I don't remember what my ratings were for The Way of Kings, so I don't know if statistically this is true, but I, I liked this book more than The Way of Kings. Gotcha. Are we are we split 50-50 there? Kiffin, you said you liked this one better. Trevor, would you side... Yeah, I do with the wave kings oh yeah i've i like so my order is oathbringer wave kings rhythm of war words of radiance um 
Okay. Pretty much exclusively. Like I, that hasn't changed since I read Rhythm of War. Yeah, I think subjectively, I think I liked Way of Kings slightly better than Words of Radiance, and only slightly actually. I that this book it definitely met what I was expecting for it. So, but but I think I'd say Way of Kings a little bit better. I I think the action sequences in Words of Radiance are better than the action sequences yes. of the Way of Kings, but that doesn't make the Way of Kings a worse book than Words of Radiance, in my opinion. But it, that could totally be different for other people. All right, let's talk about the first half of the Way of Kings compared to the first half of Words of Radiance because both, let's face it, both are slow, right? Sanderson saves his his pinnacle moments, as you say in the outline here, Paul, for for the second half of his book, and you've you need to earn it. Basically, you need to go on the journey before you hit the destination. And uh, one of the loudest critiques of these of uh, Sanderson books is the first half is always slow, and I just want to get to the second half action. So, I want to know your guys' thoughts on the first half of Words of Radiance. I would like to go first. I'm going to interject. Um, So I feel like the biggest difference I can think of, so starting in The Way of Kings, starting off with Kaladin's story, if you look at Kaladin's story only, it's pretty exciting and linear, and like you see what happens. He's like, he's in his slave wagon and all this stuff happens. It's really fun and exciting, like really, you know, a lot's going on. And then you switch to the Shalon chapters, and those are kind of the boring ones. Like, okay, come on, let's let's get back to Kaladin. Um, in Words of Radiance, I would argue that maybe the storyline the storyline may not be as cool or as I don't know, not quite as cool as the Kaladin linear story. But I think all of our stories that are happening combine like are moving somewhere other other. As opposed to like the the stark difference between Kaladin and Shalon in the Way of Kings, if that makes sense. Like all of our stories are progressing, and I could enjoy all of them in a fun way, rather than Cal like the Way of Kings. It was like Kaladin's just really like I was always looking forward to to reading that, but then the Shalon was like more boring. So overall, I think Words of Radiance was better paced in the beginning or more exciting at the start. Even though you didn't like ten, yes, I did not like ten. But the story itself, what happened was really cool. Like we saw Shalon's shard blade. We had all this like cool stuff come up. We even ran into to block a bunch of yeah, a lot of like other characters, which I think was really exciting and and fun. Um, I I really liked that. Like literally, the only bad part was I didn't like ten's pointless details of. Like oh, fake being a like a horny deer. Like I don't know all this stuff. I was like, what mm-hmm. are you saying? Like please, please stop talking. Um, yeah. Kevin, you want to jump? Oh uh, yeah, yeah. I think um, I would agree that the beginning of both the first and second book of of this series are slow. I think personally the slowness in the earlier parts of Way of Kings 
bothered me more though and I think it might just be the uh, the flaw if you will not the best word but of a first book you know the sense of you you're trying to get context built for you and so when that's done in a little bit of a slower manner it can be harder to like feel engaged uh, and I think one of the reasons that let me feel that way was the big contrast between the Kaladin and Shallan chapters in Way of Kings because Kaladin you're you pretty much or instantly like on his side this is a really cool character and you're very invested in everything he's doing and everything you're learning about him Shallan I always liked her even in Way of Kings as you know the question mark of this is a interesting enough character where I'm intrigued but I'm not getting a lot about her right. and, and I think the the early half of Wars of Radiance to contrast I think I didn't mind the slowness there because I was it was slow narrative yes but I finally was getting some of those answers like like I like Paul you just said you know we saw her shard blade you know we actually got a little bit of her backstory somewhat and I was like okay now I'm not just invested in Kaladin I'm actually getting more invested in Shallan too and I think that investment carried throughout the book yeah Kaladin wasn't as big of a character in the sense of we were following him quite as much in Words of Radiance but I was still just as invested with him as I was in Way of Kings but I was way more invested with Shallan than I was in, in the first book gotcha well Elliot, I agree. Yeah, I agree with a lot of what what you guys are saying. I think, I think one thing that helps Words of Radiance actually is the fact that we had a fairly pivotal moment pretty early on with the death of Yasna. Yasna, well, sort of death, and it right. It 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 made things it made things f- feel like they were important from the beginning. Like in the way, the way of kings. There was some action early on where, you know, Kaladin got thrown into, you know, Bridge 4 and, you know, Dalinar and Elokar fight off a, a Chasm Fiend. So there were some exciting moments, but it didn't feel like there were any, like, pivotal, massive plot moments. Whereas right off the bat in Words of Radiance, we got, you know, boom, ship is sunk, Yasna's dead, now what? It it kind of slowed down from there and, and got into all the things that we're kind of talking about. But, but I liked that it started out with, you know, a big moment. I thought that helped words of radiance kind of grab your attention so that was good i think one thing i guess i'll say now honestly i think that especially in the latter half not even latter half maybe like the latter fifth of the book i think kaladin's story maybe overshadows shallan a little bit and i kind of wish it didn't you know what we were so focused on shallan through the first 75% of this book and I I enjoyed her character progression I loved what we were kind of exploring and learning about her but then kind of the climax of the book all I cared about was Kaladin and 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 Zeth and you know everything that's happening there on the the Shattered Plains which Shallan's there too right and 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 she's part of it but I just Shallan just didn't quite have that like big massive crescendo moment that it felt like Kaladin did. And I, 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 I like, overall, I like how the story went. I like that we had that moment. That's one of my favorite parts is the big battle between Kaladin and Zeth. But it, it, it then kind of makes me question, like, this is supposed to be Shallan's book. She kind of fades into the background a little bit at the end, which 
I don't know if I that's a criticism, just maybe a like I don't know, observation. I would I actually have something important I kinda wanna say. One, I, I completely agree. I, I definitely at the end of the book was only cared about Kaladin. So I think the the, the Kaladin Zeth fight was super cool and hypothetically if we're changing the story could still be there. But the moment where Syl comes back, Kaladin gets a shard blade stuff, I feel like that was the big like pinnacle moment. And I feel like we already had a big breakthrough like that in the first book with Kaladin. This is like that 2.0. It was way cooler. I liked this one more, personally. But I was expecting something like that to happen with Shallan. And I feel like that, that never really happened. And that that's where I fully agree uh, with you on that, Elliot. Like, I thought we were going to have a big, a big moment um, on the flip side of that. I think what is happening with Shallan's story at the end, like with Yurithiru and the, I forgot what it's called, the gate thing. The, the Oath Gate? That they're at. Yes, the Oath Gate. Um, I feel like that would be way cooler and way more exciting in a like film or movie adaptation. Um, because whenever I'm, like, you're reading this like intense battle and then it switches to them like, Try scratching off the label with your sword, and like, okay, <laughs> like, um, like I, I'm not that invested. But I feel like this is there's probably a ton of suspense that could be well portrayed in like a a movie or a show um, that we don't really get to see here, and so maybe that could be a lot cooler when when visualized um, in my mind, at least. I do want to go down this bunny trail for a second because we talked about adaptations of the Wave Kings, the Stormlight Archive, the Cosmere, etc. with Tim on our um, uh, Wave Kings finale episode. And uh, Elliot and Paul, with you guys' limited knowledge of the Cosmere, and you, you just, you've read one book and you, you like you enjoyed it, but you, you have no idea what's going on. Um, and a, on a larger scale type thing. <laughs> so uh, from hearing your guys' perspective on uh, adaptations of Cosmere uh, books is really interesting. But from just Words of Radiance specifically in a vacuum, I think is better, would make a better movie if a movie was tried of both of both books. I think Words of Radiance would make a better movie a, it has better action. B, it's more... It's more linear simply because of Shallan in The Way of Kings. Shallan being... Shallan's chapters in The Way of Kings cause a lot of problems for a visual adaptation of The Way of Kings because she's so far separated from everything that you care about. And you you start learning by the end of the book why you're spending time with Shallan. Oh, it's because Parchment or Voidbringers. That gives a huge spin on... Uh, what's happening on the Shattered Plains, but you don't care about it at the moment. So, um, making a making a movie of the Wave Kings would be way harder than uh, Wards of Radiance, in my opinion. I I thought about this a bit as well. I think the the way you would have to do it, which I personally think about it, would be a fan. I've only read two of our current books. So this might not work at all, but I almost thought of it like 
like the Chronicles of Narnia. There's like seven books or whatever, but they're not in like chronological order. Um, exactly. And I was thinking if you had, if you made a Words of Radiance movie, and then like you could you could portray that very well, like the fun opening with the Santhid, Yasna's death, like all the stuff that happens, this whole journey pretty linear like you said like i think it would transfer well to a movie and then once we know these characters you're introduced to kaladin but you don't know his backstory yet but you see this super cool you know surge binder guy you know all this fun stuff um and then had the way of kings and then you do the way of kings as a back i have never thought about this this is a really cool idea it's like a prequel kind of thing um where that way you don't have to worry because if you switch these perspectives, like you're assuming people have seen the Words of Radiance, um, so it would kind of fix that, I guess. Okay, but so you get to learn the the story and stuff. Here's another twist on it: The Way of Kings Prime, the original The Way of Kings script, like his his first draft. Kaladin starts as a captain in Dalinar's guard. That's how you meet Kaladin, and then his flashbacks are more The Way of Kings plot. Like, you learn how Kaladin got there, but you meet him as the captain of, uh, as the captain of, Cal- of Dalinar's guard. What you're talking about is kind of similar here. That in Words of Radiance, you would meet Shallan as the main character, and then halfway mm-hmm. through the story, you meet Kaladin. You're like, oh, he's really cool. And then later, you would go back and make him like a flashback, like a prequel movie for him. That's a really mm-hmm. cool idea. I so like i've never thought about that before that to make words of radiance first yeah gonna pat myself on the back (laughs) you deserve it trademark that idea (laughs) yeah take that to someone make some money yeah true true i i definitely (laughs) agree with you guys i think words of radiance would make at least a an easier to make movie and i think honestly largely because of the climax like any at least action fantasy movie has to have you know an epic closing battle or moment or something and words of radiance absolutely has that i think where way of kings would struggle as well is you have a battle in the the battle of the tower where sadius betrays him but the really like cool moment is actually after the battle it's where dalinar surrenders his sword to buy the Bridgman off of Sadius and I think that that would confuse audiences a little bit you would think this battle is the moment when it's not so you'd, you'd kind of come out of that thinking you know that was the end and then you might miss the importance of the the moment after so that would be challenging I think to structure together just kind of like emotionally for the viewer whereas Words of Radiance is very logical in that progression so definitely agree as far as way of kings as like a prequel that's definitely pretty clever i i'd probably have to think about that a little longer to i'm see definitely I, gonna have to think about that if like, i think yeah you just sprung that idea on me and i i've never <laughs> thought about that before like as a concept see, to just it? make just make words of radiance first easy like yeah. that's so weird Duh. it's an interesting it's an interesting idea it is yeah true this is this is how it feels whenever you spring stuff on me and Elliot too. That's like, a, <laughs> like a, it like totally shifts the perspective of what we're thinking of, and we're just like, 
like okay we'll talk about this next week like I this is when you're supposed to ask me any thoughts that's (laughs) that's when you're supposed to steal my line yeah true yeah so while we're talking about movie and and visual adaptations what would be some of your guys's like most anticipated scenes in that that video adaptation what are you looking forward to seeing the most kiffin you got something yeah, uh, I noticed on the outline you guys stole the you know the obvious one, so I picked mm-hmm. one a little bit more obscure, but that I but that I thought would be still pretty cool. So uh, a scene that I was you know my imagination was going crazy during during this part of the book, both the first time I listened to it and actually physically reading you know along with the end kind of with you guys uh, was on the plateaus when you've got the four armies kind of you know converging. And oh then yeah. Every, everything that um, uh, uh, Navani does with the 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 weird uh, fabriol the, and the, the tents, and they set it up where the archers can actually fire down on the uh, the enemies, like without the rain being a problem, and just uh, maybe that's not necessarily like a moment, but that whole sequence I thought would be a really cool uh, like movie moment. I, I don't think I mentioned this when we were talking about those sections, but I almost was getting like almost like a steampunk vibe off of some of those fabrials that she's yeah. coming up with. Like these these little, you know, whirring contraptions that are, you know, making these cool things happen. No, they yeah. That would be cool. Agree with you, Kiffin. I'm I'm really glad that you mentioned that because that whole the whole concept is kind of, is not kind of it's really glossed over in the whole concept of the greater battle and what's about to happen and like you kind of just forget about those fabrials but i totally agree that that could be a really cool navani like movie moment where she's setting up these fabrials and then like they expand and the tent like goes up and then the archers can like join the battle like that'd be that'd be a really cool really cool scene right totally all right paul what's your most anticipated scene i am a stick (laughs) i am perfect (laughs) (laughs) definitely yes like do i need to explain or if we just no i'm kidding um (laughs) i I had to make that joke the, the i am a stick scene um Definitely my, my favorite scene or, or what I pictured the most and it's pretty cliche, but the Zeth and Kaladin fight. Um the fact that it's like above this huge storm. It's above the high storm, the or this is the ever storm, right? It's even It's crazier. both. It's even even crazier. Um the fact that it's going on above it and they're just like flying and and fighting with their shard blades is actually insane. And not not only that, but like Sill as Kaladin's shard blade is changing yep. from like a spear to a shield and all this stuff. Like that's super cool. Um, it that would I feel like that would be so hard to to film or do anything. But that's definitely my favorite. Like what I would want to see the most. All right, um, 
Did super, you guys notice excited. on my Bridge 4 poster that Kaladin's spear is glowing? I assumed it was a stormlight, like... It, it's near his hands, it, so I was like, he's infused or something, so... It's his shard yes, spear. But, yeah, well. there's your... That's that's the last spoiler on this. There's nothing else to be salvaged from, from this, I promise. All right, Elliot. My, mine is same as Paul's. That that battle with with Zeth, I can imagine too, like just some crazy like camera angles, you know, with with Zeth and Kaladin doing their lashings like everywhere, where they're just like zooming and flying, you know, all through the storm and just falling. I can imagine just some like pretty you know crazy vertigo inducing camera you know pans where you're just <laughs> whipping around and following the two of them and. It, I don't know, it, it would just be super, super cool, I think. And, you know, Stormlight and red lightning everywhere and Zeth and Cowling glowing. Like, it just seems like a, a visual masterpiece, the potential to be, anyway. Yeah. Uh, the, I, on, honorable mention. Go ahead. IMAX 3D uh, vomit types yeah. type stuff. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You have to be a little careful. Honorable mention for me would go to the Kaladin versus the Chasm Fiend in the Chasm where where Shallan is. There could be you could you could really ratchet up the tension with that scene of that Chasm Fiend, you know, stalking them through there and then eventually chasing them into the little crack in the wall and then the big eye, you know, looking into the the little crack where they're at and then Kaladin bursting out and, and fighting the thing and that that could be a really cool scene as well, I think. And the the whole build up, you've just got like friendly banter and or not so friendly banter between Shallan and Kaladin, and then yep. Chasm Fiend, yeah, and Sharp Blade, you know, big lots of reveal moments there. Yeah, mine is uh, Kaladin jumping to the sand to save Adolin in, in the duel. That's it's such, at the end of part the end of part three of Words of Radiance, where Dalinar is seeing that how he's being betrayed by his other light-eyed friends and he turns to the crowd and where's our honor and kaladin standing right next to him and he says honor's dead but i'll see what i can do if this goes poorly look after my men and then he jumps jumps down to the sand oh, it's so good it is definitely, definitely. this is this was definitely my like second choice i mean it's right up there because this was probably the coolest moment we had i would i would say until our our book ending um it was just an incredible fight and i can never forget when kaladin lashes himself down like 10 times and breaks the shard plate with his legs also breaking his legs yeah it's it's nuts um the only other one i kind of want to mention is Yasna's death with and like the shipwreck. Um I'm kind of just going off of this. I'm 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 fully on this whole Words of Radiance is the first movie now <laughs> state of mind. Um and just thinking that if there's like this kind of opening death, like relatively early, you get to know who Yasna is, you know that Shalon looks up to Yasna and she dies and it's super dramatic and stuff like i feel like that's a really exciting way to like kick off a movie your life is great too i'm shipwrecked and alone like i feel like it would just be a really dramatic scene so 
All right. Favorite characters in this book specifically, not not both or whole Stormlight Archive included, Giffen. This Words of Radiance specifically. Uh, we'll start with Elliot. I I struggled on this actually. I really did. Looking at just this book, I I really appreciated the Shalon story. I really liked the story, like the plot of getting to learn so much more about Shalon and getting to understand who she is, what she's been through, where she's at. Really, really cool there. But I don't know that she's that makes her my favorite character of the book. I don't know that I I like her so much as a character right or you know like as a person necessarily um kaladin i don't know kaladin goes a little emo through through part of uh, kaladin's already a little emo i think but uh, he he definitely has a a rough journey through through this one and i didn't i didn't necessarily like kaladin quite as much in this one as as the previous one so i i'm pretty sure i said dalinar for way of kings i think i'm gonna have to say dalinar again for this one, I really just like the whole leadership challenge that he's still trying to 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 get through. The whole, you know, how do we? Yeah, I know. I'm looking for. I'm so excited. You you have no idea. Actually, you probably do have a good idea. Oh, I'm I have an idea. I have an idea for that for that book for that book. Um, but but and in this one, you know, we got to see more of the. You know, how do you inspire the people around you to do what you know you need them to do? Do you force them to do it? Do you, you know, just try and model the way and let them follow you? All of those tough questions that leaders have to have to ask, and we get to watch Dalinar struggle through that. And we didn't get as much Dalinar as this book, so I feel a little bit bad for picking like almost a more minor character in this one, but it, it's still Dalinar. Uh, Kiffin, we'll go you. Okay, I'm I'm gonna go the the obvious Shalon. In, in this book especially uh it is definitely my favorite um like i kind of almost wanted my favorite character to be kaladin again like it was in in way of kings but yeah you're you're right elliot he had he's like emo through through a lot of the story it's it's almost like a borderline cringy uh spider-man 3 you know <laughs> not, not not pleasant uh kaladin in a lot of this i mean still still love him but no shallan shallan definitely takes the cake is, is my favorite in this book and and yeah it may not be a fair comparison because this is her book but uh just everything we get from her and kind of like what we talked about a few minutes ago just of how we get all of this insight into everything she's gone through and then her ability to still do what Kaladin can't in the sense of like you know not bear all of that grief uh you know on her sleeve you know on her shoulders and and actually be able to still put on the the smile and and you know portray uh you know happiness and kindness and and actually have that rub off on other people i i think is is the one of the reasons why she's she's my favorite character in this book. I'll I'll jump on that train while we're while we're here. It just dawned on me that for these at least the first three the the first three books my favorite character is gonna be like the 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 focus character. Like the first book, Kaladin's yeah. my favorite. Yeah. The second book, Shalon is my favorite. I won't spoil but you, you can you can <laughs> 
Yeah. You can I, I'm make guess. one plus one equal two. Yeah, okay. Yeah. I, I'm yeah. the same way. I'm the same way, Trevor, for yeah. definitely. Like, overall, as a full Stormlight picture, so far in the first four books, Dalinar is my favorite character. But yeah. we haven't gotten there yet. Um, so, we haven't? No. <laughs> Although he's really good in the Way of Kings, I will give him that. Just go ahead and fill us in, then we can talk about it. Yeah, yeah, I'll just spoil the whole thing right now. <laughs> yeah. Perfect. All right, and yeah, so Shalon is really good. I really enjoy, like I said, kind of I touched on uh, in my character's uh, score, that the way Brandon Sanderson crafts Shalon through the Way of Kings, and like I don't know if he intended this, but... I don't think Shalon is anyone's favorite character in the way of Kings. Like it's, it's definitely, it'll definitely be a minority of people who are Shalon is their favorite character in the way of Kings. But then once you get to know her backstory and then you see her as she is and as she carries herself through words of radiance and put like, is she suppressing her past or is she going to face it? You know, like, there's there's two sides of that coin but she's still coping i guess you could say and um she's a really strong character and i'm a really big fan of her her backstory her story through words of radiance and paul so i have i have two answers as much as i want to say the stick um that's not my favorite character he's way up there um so i i have to separate my thoughts a little bit here so i have my normal approach which i would say my normal approach to this book my favorite character is shallan we learned so much about her and i love all the backstory and how it kind of culminates in her character um and then i have my zeth brain which i'm going to label <laughs> it my zeth brain as in like i'm excited about interludes i'm excited to to just all the mysterious stuff like like zeth wit etc that's i'm just gonna label my zeth brain for now um and that side of my brain my from thinking in that perspective my favorite character is wit in this book um because we see a bunch of i don't know we we see him i feel like come up a lot more we see him in the shallan flashbacks we see him like talking with Kaladin present day and it's always a bunch of weird stuff. We we know Wit's a huge character. We even like we we saw him in Eurythiru, right? Or or with Rock's people. I don't know. We just kinda saw him all over the place and he's a big mystery. Wit? Yeah. Yes. Um yes, talking about Wit. Um We didn't see so him many... in Eurythiru, for the okay. record. Okay, cool. I was thinking there was some there was some time we saw him it was talking with rock rock was talking about it and we're assuming it was wit and it's like the Correct. god of you are assuming it is wit i will give you like that it. yes we are assuming it is wit <laughs> um with kind of all the stuff that's elliot happened, has no memory of this it, it makes it no makes it's me, coming back i didn't at first but it's coming back yeah it makes me super like i, f- I don't know i feel like wit took my zeth spot in this book barely and the like oh I'm intrigued like who are you what are you doing here um spotlight so for that I, I'm gonna say wit is my favorite character but it's like a time like that's my zeth brain my normal approach to the book I would say Shalon so so that's really 
Paul, you mentioned the stick real quick, just as a joke. Mm -hmm. In the same vein, I would like you guys to open up um, the general chat of the Discord. I'll put it on the screen for our YouTube viewers. This came out on April 1st, 2014. This was apparently a deleted interlude, according to Brandon Sanderson, of Words of Radiance. (laughs) This is going to be... This is going to be the first interlude after part one of Words of Radiance. Uh, <laughs> that's the whole interlude. Our stick, our stick uh, scene, was that in part two? Like, would this no, have been it was, before we get to... It was okay. part one, so you would have got oh, it, like, uh, the chapter, like, the next chapter. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, exactly. That'd be hilarious. <laughs> I'm a little disappointed that did not make the final draft of the book. <laughs> um, so there's your words of radiance, April Fool's joke that he, uh, Brandon Sanderson released the year after. Yeah. Alrighty, back to business. Sorry to distract everybody with that, but. Um, Did we do everybody's favorite characters? Yeah, we did. All right, so let's go to favorite quotes. Uh, do you guys have one or two favorite quotes from Words of Radiance that we can we can go through? Does anybody have theirs right in front of them? I have to find mine so I can throw it to I, someone. I've got mine, and I can piggyback on the wit discussion as well, actually. Honorable mention... Or favorite quote is actually in the interlude with that's from Talon's perspective, the Talonel oh, okay. Herald guy. Yeah. And we don't know who's talking necessarily. You can kind of infer who you think it is. It could be Elokar, it could be Dalinar, it could be Adolin, somebody like that. But someone in there says, Don't try to understand wit, you'll only cause yourself pain. <laughs> that's a good one. And I, I highlighted that one on my notes when we read it because I was like, yep, been there. In fact, I'm there right now trying to understand wit, and it's making my head hurt. But then also on wit, my probably second – well, I had a lot of favorite quotes, actually. None none that maybe topped the, the stuff we got in Way of Kings, but there was definitely a lot of good stuff in Words of Radiance. And one of my favorites is actually said by wit – let me flip to it and read it. He says this to Shalon. And actually, I guess we don't 100% know that this is... Trevor, you basically told us that this is wit. It I, doesn't actually I say... I basically did. You're right. It, it doesn't say in the story that it's wit, but I think you can pretty easily make that uh, that conclusion. It's in one of the flashback chapters. It's the one that... Shalon is at like the fair that yep. comes to the place and she runs into the the messenger is what he's he's called in this chapter but it's definitely wit and he says this that I absolutely love keep cutting at those thorns strong one and make a path for the light the things you fight aren't completely natural and that's a really short quote that kind of sums up a larger sequence here. But I just love that moment where Wit takes some time to 
offer Shalon, who's in a really dark place at this moment. You know, her family is falling around, falling apart around her. And Wit just gives her a little bit of encouragement and says, you know, keep your chin up, keep going. It's going to get better. But even more than that, as I think we talked about when we went through this, this could perhaps be the moment that kind of awakened her light weaver-ness. Like, we don't know that for sure by any means, but it, it could be, you know, Wit sees something in her. He knows. He seems to know a lot. He knows. And this little moment could be the spark that that lit a lot of things that happened later on. So I liked that moment. I have one of mine prepared and it's it's kind of in the same vein as wit as in that it's not doesn't have to do with our main characters that much but this is an honorable mention for me is not one of my favorite quotes but our discord was very upset that we didn't talk about this in one of our closing episodes so i have to bring it up now this is the interlude in front of chapter 84 and paul i wanted to hear your uh thoughts on this specifically because it is a lot of numbers a lot of numbers (laughs) and when you listen to this i remember very vividly where i was when i listened to this first chapter i was at work and i was listening to it in my uh in my car and i thought the audiobook had malfunctioned but then i was Mm -hmm. like what has happened like it goes on michael kramer reads numbers for almost a minute straight it's probably like 55 it's more than like a minute. It's it, it, more than a minute it may may it may be more than a minute but he just starts reading numbers and i'm thinking to myself what is like what and then it says from the <laughs> diagram afterwards and it's it's kind of brandon sanderson has mentioned this in one of his live streams where he he like publicly apologized to michael kramer about this because he, <laughs> he forgot that he'd have to read this uh, it oh, like so good. as if it was you know dialogue or something, and so Brad essentially like, yeah sorry I I could have just said a bunch of numbers and then had you stop there, but no Michael Kramer goes for it. So uh, Paul, what was your reaction when you heard this? So definitely, I just kind of let it happen. I it took me about 20 <laughs> seconds to realize it was just going to be numbers and I was not going to be able to draw any form of significance if I tried so I just kind of waited until it was over, I'll be honest um, I actually uh, have a have, I think I have a really funny idea um, for like a little bonus video we can make down the road with Oops. this, which I'm not going to spoil now but I guess be excited for it at some point if you're watching um (laughs) but yeah i like you can hear michael kramer's like exasperated like breath (laughs) you can that was for a long time and he's like and he's like one four three four one zero nine one six one and like just keeps going and poor guy oh i i can i comment on that really quick too Mm -hmm. uh I had a very similar moment to you, Trevor, uh, my first listen through of that. I was also in my car, and if it wasn't for the fact that it was still Michael Kramer's voice and the fact that it kept going, I thought it was someone calling me and interrupting the audiobook and was telling me what spam number, and then it just kept going, and I was like, what in, oh, oh, okay. (laughs) That's really funny, actually. Yeah. 
That's funny. All right, Ellie, I'm sorry you didn't get the audio the audio uh, version of this uh, read to you, and then you were trying to make sense of it as it was happening. But <laughs> uh, what was your reaction when you just turned the page and saw a bunch of numbers? Yeah, I wasn't sure what to, to think. I stared at it for about probably two two whole minutes thinking, you know, ooh, I'll solve this. I'll, I'll figure this I'll out. I'll figure it right out. Now. Yep. yep. <laughs> and then I'm like, I, I quickly came to the, re- the the solution, the conclusion that, yeah, I could probably spend hours, like, trying to analyze these numbers and try and figure out what they mean, but it's just not going to be not going to be worth it, and I probably wouldn't get it anyway. Uh, you know, ideas that, that pop to mind, you know, right off the, the start, it could simply be some kind of a code where, you know, numbers mean certain letters. It could be a series of dates that just aren't, you know, split up correctly. It could be, oh, I don't know. I, I don't. Basically, I, I gave up. I was like, yeah, I'm sure I'll come back to that someday and it'll make sense. But that day is not today. Yeah. There's another epigraph, which I don't remember which chapter it is, but it is a series of dates, or at least that's what the the guy who's analyzing it says in the post notes. Like, this is probably a series of dates, but we don't know what it is. But that's not the case here, so who knows what it is. Uh-huh. All right, what my, one of my actual favorite quotes is the page before that and uh kaladin and moash are uh are having confrontation i read the full quote a couple episodes ago when we talked about this so i won't read the full thing but i'll read a little bit of it then why are you protecting him moash said it wasn't his fault that's a load of it wasn't his fault kaladin said but i'd be here even if it had been moash We have to be better than this, you and I. I can't explain it, not perfectly. You have to trust me. Back down. The king hasn't yet seen you, Graves. We'll go to Dalinar, and I'll see that you get justice against the right man, Roshon, the one who truly is behind your grandparents' deaths. But Moash, we're not going to be this kind of men. Murders in dark corridors, killing a drunk man because we find it distasteful, telling ourselves it's for the good of the kingdom. If I kill a man, I'm going to do it in the sunlight. And I'm going to do it only because there's no other way. Sorry, Cal. It's too late. You won't have him. I won't back down. I guess I wouldn't want you to. Moash slammed his faceplate down, the sides missing as it sealed. I just really like that c- confrontation, like the whole scene there of Kaladin finally understanding what it means to protect uh elokar and moash just not getting it and that's where that those two have a division um and we'll see where the two characters go from there all right uh paul did i ask you for a quote yet i have yeah i have one here mine is uh, pretty cliche and it's very close to where you are um there, but I, I could read it. It's it's kind of just the what I think of as the moment that definitely like hit me the hardest as I was reading like the pinnacle moment um, with Silfrena. Um, but I'll I'll just read through that kind of sequence of events right quick. Um, 
The words, Kaladin. That was Sil's voice. You have to speak the words. I forbid this. Your will matters not, Sil shouted. You cannot hold me back if he speaks the words. The words, Kaladin. Say them. I will protect even those I hate, Kaladin whispered through bloody, bloody lips. So long as it is right. A shard blade appeared in Moesh's hands, a distant rumbling. Thunder. The words are accepted, the Stormfather said reluctantly. Kaladin, Sil's voice, stretch forth thy hand. She zipped around him suddenly, visible as a ribbon of light. I can't, Kaladin said, drained. Stretch forth thy hand, he reached out a trembling hand. Moesh hesitated. Wind blew in the opening in the wall, and Sil's ribbon of light became, a, became mist, a form she often took. Silver mist, which grew larger, coalesced before Kaladin, extending into his hand. Glowing, brilliant, a shard blade emerged from the mist, vivid, blue light shining from swirling pr patterns along its length. Um, there's not anything super deep. It's simply the, the sequence of events that was my favorite part. Yeah. Um, with with the Sil coming back, and Kaladin, basically being restored, um, which was just super epic, and definitely like my favorite moment. So, that's why it is my favorite quote. I love that. Love that one. Giffen, do you have one? Um. So we we were kind of talking about who was gonna read what before we started recording. You guys took the the more serious, deep one. So I have one funny one out of many that could be read. That, uh, <laughs> sure. This is take taking us back to Wit uh, when he's talking to Kaladin. Um, he says, "You know, I'm working very hard to come up with engaging, clever, meaningful points of interest to offer you. I can't help thinking you're not upholding your side of the conversation." It's a little like playing music for a deaf man, which I might try doing as it sounds fun, if only someone <laughs> hadn't lost my flute. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. yeah, and I really liked that one uh, for, for a couple of reasons. One, it's just funny on the surface, but because it's wit, uh, you get a little, uh, you know, callback to the flute and how, you know, that's, you know, you look at that as a really important thing and Kaladin just, you know, loses it all willy-nilly it, it seems like uh and then it's it's totally on wit of like he he would absolutely like try to play music for a deaf man like we could absolutely <laughs> all imagine him going for that and, and it's completely like within his character yeah. that's a good one yeah that's i good. i really enjoy wit and wit and kaladin's conversation that's that's fleet right that's the chapter fleet when he's uh yes i believe so i can yeah. i can double double check but yeah i'm pretty sure all right closing words of radiance we had a couple we had a couple answers to all of our questions coming out of the way of kings but not that many ellie i'm gonna toss this over to you because you had quite the long list of the way of kings questions at the end of our episode that time and how's our how's our news report for for roshar on what 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 do we know what do we not know how many more questions do we have uh floor is yours so i i've got some like major questions which we can talk about in a, in a, in a little bit a few seconds here i know paul shares some of those as well but yeah my 
my long laundry list of questions is kind of like all the little minor things that I'm still left wondering about. And I did a little status check on my my Way of Kings questions that I had. Uh, going back, I counted up. I think I had 45 minor questions from from Wave uh, Wave Kings. Uh, of those 45, 10 of them have been answered, so that's good. All right. Uh, 11 of them have been like partially answered or at least like mostly answered, uh, which leaves me with 24 that are completely unanswered. <laughs> uh, for words of radiance, uh, I've added, I counted up just now, 28 new minor questions uh, that I don't have. So let's, uh, let's, let's run through the list here. Oh, did I lose my camera? Yeah, your, your camera died. Gosh All dang right, it. Yeah. I hate to see it. I thought I'd fix that. Did Baylor win last night? The men's team did, which is the notable one. The women were robbed. It was a mess. Mm. Sag. Um, yeah. Yeah. Okay. Try this again. Okay. So so I'll start with the remaining Way of Kings questions and then go into the Words of Radiance questions. So still left over from Way of Kings, we have Dawn Singers, Adonalsium, The Origin, The Sunmaker, Dalinar's Wife, Midnight Essence, Old Bloods, Risen, Aemians, Curse of Kind, Essences, The Scouring of Aemia, The Ten Fools, White Eyes, The Mistress, Dawn Cities, Long Shadow, Terra, Soul's March, Bright Collar, Life Brother, and Dawn Shards. And to those, I'll add the new ones from Words of Radiance. Asadan, Backward Shadows, Unmade, Shah Anat, Santhids, The Long Trail, Larkins, Zile, Invested, The Gift, Shalon's Mother, Wicked Thing of Eminence, Lunu Anaki, apologies there, <laughs> Lift, Yazir, The Ring, Talonel's Blade, Ulalen, uh, apologies again on that one, Moloch, Nergaul, I'm butchering all these names, I'm sure. <laughs> the Thrill, Graves, Lopin, Sons of Honor, Nin, Gliss, Tanavast, and of course, Hoid. Hoid? Question mark. Hoid? Exactly. Question? <laughs> I, that is a, that is a thumbnail for one of our for one of our videos. That's a good one. That is still a very large question mark. Mm -hmm. Well, we're. Just out of curiosity, what were our ten answered, uh, ten answered questions? Do you know? Do you have it in front so of the, you? I do. So the ten that I marked off as answered, I had Teravangian, Shalon's family, Symbol Heads, Everstorm, Parshendi, No Dalinar. <laughs> yeah, I remember. Yeah, I remember. Parshendi, No, no Dalinar? Dalinar. Yep. Yeah. Yep. We we at least know why they know Dalinar or knew mm -hmm. Dalinar now. Uh, Teft's past, Moash's past, 
the Stormfather, the Envisagers, and Urethiru. The the eleven that I felt were sort of answered, I had Ghostbloods, Odium, Fabrials, Noadon, World Singers, Amaram, the Prime Catasix, Hoid. Oh, I guess I had Hoid over there. Maybe I double booked that one. <laughs> Ideals, uh, Death, Death Rattles, and Dawn Chant. So some information on those, but not everything. It's a good good list. It is. All right. So major questions coming out of coming out of Words of Radiance. And then after that I'll have you guys' predictions on, on Oathbringer. Um, we are stopping for Warbreaker. You guys don't know why yet, but we are stopping for Warbreaker. Um, but after that we'll be going into Edge Dancer and Oathbringer. So I'll have you guys' biggest unanswered questions coming out of Words of Radiance and then our predictions for Oathbringer. Well, I can probably start. Paul, you can jump in here too. Uh, my biggest question, honestly, coming out of Words of Radiance now is what are our new Knights Radiant going to be capable of? We have Dalinar as a Bondsmith. We have Yasna as an Else Caller. At least we think she's an Else Caller because she, she can Else Call. Uh, <laughs> Truth Watcher in Renarin. And... Yeah, basically those those three really. What are they going to be able to do? What are their powers going to be? How are they going to play a role in in all of this? I really want to know. I really want to know that. And Lopin as our oh yes. we're guessing Dustbringer. That's my I'm sticking with that <laughs> as my guess. He's going to be a Dustbringer. Um, yeah, that's definitely my my top question or what I'm most curious about going into Words of Radiance. I was super excited to figure out like see what all Shalon can do um, and in our next book I'm hoping we'll get to see what all, all of these characters can do with with their Knight's Radiant abilities yeah, it's a huge one The, I think the next thing I really want to learn about or I'm, I'm very interested to see where it's going to go is Shalon's relationship with the Ghostbloods we left it on a pretty interesting cliffhanger there where Murray's left the door open. He he still is is wanting Shalon to be part of the Ghost Bloods. You know, is is that gonna be a temptation for her? Is she gonna try and maintain that dual relationship there of trying to control the manipulate the ghost bloods while now embracing her new very public role as a knight radiant? I'm I'm interested to see what she's gonna do. I, I will say, I am also curious, but, and I'm assuming that it is going to become a, a thing since there's that open door. I'm just going to go ahead and make that assumption. We can tack that onto our predictions about Oathbringer tab, um, that we're going to see more of Shalon and the Ghostbloods. Just as a side note, as far as things that have happened in this book, I think that was like my least favorite. I didn't care that much about the Ghostbloods. I thought it was going to be a bigger deal, and then I ended up caring about everything else more. So I'm hoping it becomes, I don't know. I would like to see that ramp up um, to be a more relevant thing. It felt like it was almost a major thing, but not quite. So so, so it wasn't your favorite. It was, and I think you just said it was one of your least favorite things. So mm-hmm. do you want more of it so that it becomes something important to you? Or do I you f- want less or do you not care? I feel like it can't just be dropped 
like I feel like it cannot be dropped. I feel like something else should happen for the continuity of our story, in a sense. And I hope if anything happens or whatever happens is really big and exciting or or something major because I I wasn't <clears throat> I just I wasn't fully invested. I didn't think it was that exciting. I guess so. Mm. It was kind of a question mark, but I wasn't that intrigued in the mystery of the ghost bloods. Like, the biggest thing that intrigues me is like there's a lot of people that were involved, and we don't understand their connection to the ghost bloods. Um, so I would like for those questions to be answered. But yeah, I don't necessarily want more. But I feel like they need to. I feel like it needs to be brushed up a little bit. Uh, Kiffin, I meant to ask you. How is your uh, format of reading the Stormlit Archive through for the first time? Did you did you have a stop between Words of Radiance and Oathbringer? Do you like, or did you just hit play um, on the next one? I well, I was actually um, getting them from the library, the audiobooks from the library, so I had a decent wait time because they're you know so popular because Sanderson's so good, uh, you know. Um, between them so I always like I would add I would put the next book on hold while I was still finishing the previous one but even trying to compensate for the time it would take me to finish it I usually had uh, whether I wanted it or not a couple weeks at least to to let kind of the last one soak in before I got to um, start the next one um, so so yeah yeah gotcha Yeah, we're we're having me and Elliot are having to wait too because Trevor's making us read Warbreaker. So <laughs> I am. Oh yeah, yeah. Gotcha, uh, Paul. On the outline here, you you say we have a herald, and I feel like that's a minor point. So uh, go ahead and go ahead and talk about that, and then I'll read something to kind of spark your interest here. For sure. Yeah. So so we have Talonel, right? Talonelli Lynn. And I was go. That was like kind of the the last thing we saw in the way of kings, and so I was super excited in Words of Radiance for this to be fleshed out. And it what we learned a lot. Um, we at least learned a lot about like his sword, and I don't know some things there. But the only like time we really met with him, right? Was it? I I could be incorrect. I believe it was when Shallan like goes and talks to him, or someone goes and talks to him, and um, like Amaram is there, and it's kind of weird. But he doesn't really. We don't really get any information from him. He's kind of just a crazy guy, um, which is kind of fair. Like if it stays at that, like honestly, that's kind of okay. Um, but I was hoping for some intelligent conversations with Talonel or something that would you know that he would become a major player in our story and not just be some crazy guy that we don't understand um yeah so that that's kind of why I had that um so going yeah I would say that's probably my biggest unanswered question my next one which is not written on our outline but it's very pressing is our like it's not that big of a question. It's it's Zeth's new sword, um, who said 
very fancily like hello would you like to do some killing today <laughs> like very yep. proper um i'm just taking it that it's a spren like like our others um but i'm just curious if it i want to relate it to our dark sphere so hmm. that's what i'm hoping so in some way i'll talk about zeth and zeth sword here in a second but circling back to your herald we do have well we we have one herald and we have another who's claiming to be a herald so we we have two and it's our scar-faced man that we've seen surface a couple times uh and i want to get, read you guys an excerpt from the prologue of this book words of radiance and have you think about that in context of him being a herald at this point you're worried about everything Yasna hesitated in the hallway. She's getting worse, the voice continued. We weren't supposed to get worse. Am I getting worse? I think I think I feel like get, I'm getting worse. Shut up. I don't like this. What we've done was wrong. That creature carries my lord's own blade. We shouldn't have let him keep it. He... The two passed through the intersection ahead of Yasna. They were ambassadors from the west, including the Azish man with the white birthmark on his cheek. Or was it a scar? The shorter of the two men... He could have been a lethe, cut off when he noticed Yasna. He let out a squeak and then hurried on his way. So, what I instantly took was that we hear him with a guy who I'm assuming is a Windrunner because he's. I'm assuming they're talking about Zeth with his Windrunner honor blade. Okay. Um, and so he's with a Windrunner and he's like, wait, hold on, that guy has the Windrunner honor blade. I need that, or we need that, but I don't know. So, I don't know. Is there like a Ninth Radiant Secret Service that's underground? <laughs> um, <laughs> it's, it's the guys yeah. who pull up in the black SUVs and just you know mm-hmm. take it. Mm-hmm. And there's no markings on anything. It was like, all right, we're the we're the Knights Radiant. You're gonna have to come Ex- with us. Exactly. Yeah. Elliot, I saw I saw some gears turning for you. Any any thoughts here? I came to the same conclusion that Paul did there with that perhaps being a reference to Zeth and the honor blade that he has. I'm trying to I'm going to have to go back and read it like in front of me cuz it, it's hard for me to decide which voice is whose as they're, you know, as as Yasna's coming around the corner, she just hears the two of them. I'm not sure which one is is speaking, but the whole, you know, I feel like I'm getting worse. Am I getting worse? Are we supposed to get worse? Like that part. Is that the big Scarface guy that's claiming to be the Herald? Or is that the other guy, which like I'm with you, Paul, seems to perhaps maybe be like a Windrunner, maybe subservient, not necessarily a, a Herald person. So that would be a big important factor in trying to decide what that means. Yeah. I'm gonna have to go read that again. Just some, just some food for thought with your. If that gives you any context as to what the first time reader sees and what the rereader sees, there's some, there's some really good stuff in these books for rereading. So that that is actually really cool. There's a, there's a good taste for you. That that's something you've already read and then you had no idea that you what you were reading. So and you still have no idea. All right. Oathbringer. Predictions. What's happening in Oathbringer? What is not happening in Oathbringer? 
I feel like the the the, the easy answer is we're going to learn about Delinar's past. It's his book, so we're going to yeah okay. Is there petty applause specifically? Like I think we're going to find out about his his wife okay. and the the specific like curse he received. Um, we better. Yeah, if if not here, then I give up on those. So <laughs> it's no longer a, a, an important thing if if that is not answered in this book. Um, All right, I'm gonna I'm gonna bring it up. The Dark Sphere. Are we hearing anything about the Dark Sphere in the third book? We didn't hear a word. The second book, like, did we even? Was it even ever mentioned in Words of Radiance at all? It was not, but I think we talked about this in our last episode about the book, about our dark sword for Zeth. Right. He gets a shred blade that is described as dark, and so I'm <laughs> like, that's the dark, it's correlated to the dark sphere, they're the same, they're, they're cousins, I don't know. Um, so I would, I don't know, that's as close as you can get to, like, an illusion of it. No, it's not mentioned. Is it going to be mentioned in Oathbringer? <laughs> it's going to be hinted at this time. We're going to get like a subtle hint. Okay. Okay. Um, Kif- Kiffin, are you having as much fun as I am? <laughs> it's pretty fun. We'll, uh, we'll get like one or two hints. It okay. may be something that we don't even know until like later, like that it was a hint. But uh, so yeah. Zeth is no longer bonded to a stone, mm-hmm. and so he's free to go pick it back up if he wants. You know, like he he's a free man ish. Uh, he's talking to a skybreaker uh, herald dude, so he he's still around. So we might we might see it. Uh, Elliot, any any bold Oathbringer predictions for you? I've got a few. I will say, I think that that dark orb is going to come back in Oathbringer. I think it's going to be part of Zeth's storyline, whether it's directly tied to the the sword or not. I think Zeth is going to have more freedom than he's ever had before, and he's going to remember that orb. He's going to remember back to Gavilar and, and realize, hey, that was important, and it's going to come into play. I think, too, that Zeth is going to be a big part of Oathbringer, at least maybe not, maybe only in like interludes or occasionally, but Paul, I I hate to, to predict this for your character, but I think he's going to come back and I think he's going to be like stronger and even scarier than we've ever seen him before. I think that he's going to take freedom and it's not going to be a good thing for him. I think okay. it's going to be a bad thing for him. That was going to be I my question. He, is he going to you said he's going to come back stronger. Does that make him more evil or does that make like, what, what, what's, what's your I, angle there? I think he's going to go full on villain and Zeth in full control of his abilities and decisions is going to be even scarier than Zeth being controlled by someone else who hates himself the whole time. Like Zeth with a purpose is going to be way more terrifying than broken Zeth being, you know, driven by someone else. That's True. that's my prediction. True. I think if that is to happen, I think it will come or at least begin in the form of lashing back out at who lashing. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. Sorry, um, I had to. Funny, <laughs> funny, very funny. Um, 
lashing back out at the people who have like wronged him in the past. I don't think he's gonna just instantly go try to mess with Kaladin or something, but he's gonna probably go for like Teravangian and and stuff maybe. So I can see that happening. Me being the big irrefutable Zeth fan that I am, um, and refuse to believe that he's gonna be a villain. It's <laughs> <laughs> uh, like, oh he's freed, he's gonna like have this whole character arc where he's going to become a good guy and he's going to be joining with, with our, our beloved characters um, in some way, shape, or form. So I'm rooting for that one um, at okay. the moment. But very much could see what you're, exactly what you're talking about. Um, yeah. I could definitely see that happening. Uh, my only other thoughts for Oathbringer predictions, and I'm curious, I don't know if we want to place our, our bets or not, but I think it's. I think we're gonna have a major character death, like a, a pretty big one. I my first thought honestly was Kaladin. Like I could see Whoa, Kaladin wow. dying. Yeah, and I was saying that only because we've had a whole lot of development with him. Right, I feel like he's almost reached his his peak. Like, like he's okay. you know his time might just be over. Like <laughs> you know he, we've we've gotten a whole lot from Kaladin. And so it would probably be one of the most painful deaths, if not the most painful death we could have from our characters. But um, what about our love triangle? Right. We'd, lo- we'd lose did... our, our love triangle. That's true. That was a big reason why I thought that wouldn't be it, because then that gets rid of the love triangle. Um, <laughs> Kaladin and Shallan still have to fall in love. That hasn't happened yet. It, it's getting there. Right. Um, so what you're saying is Kaladin's time is done. Embrace the Lopin, is what you're saying. Lopin's time is here. <laughs> yes, yes, this, that is exactly what I'm saying. Gotcha. Um, if it's not, which which I don't think it, realistically guessing, I don't think it would be Kaladin yet because Love Triangle and other things going on. I could see very well one of our like really liked characters that's not major but close to it, like Rock or Taft. Um, so more that it, I think if there's going to be a death, it's going to need to hurt, not like. Royon who died like okay you know um so that that's my my guess is that we're gonna have a, a a big death at some point in our book next book i i completely agree i think we talked a little bit in our our most recent episode about the fact that we didn't lose a character in words racing at least not a major one we lost mm-hmm. a few minor ones and anybody who died came back and anybody who almost died didn't die. Yeah. That the biggest, most major character maybe we lost was Sadius, and, and mm-hmm. he was a villain. Yeah, that's true. And I think in the next one we're gonna lose. I think we're gonna lose a major character, and I think it's gonna be early. I think it's gonna be same as Words of Radiance, where we lost Yasna early. I think that Brando might hit us right off the bat with a loss to kind of you know maybe make up for the fact that we didn't lose anybody through words of radiance I, I was trying to think through who who i think we might lose the name that kept like jumping out to me what what about renarin like we've just kind of had a moment where we connected with renarin and he he had that awesome hero moment in during the duel where he charged out to try and help adolin there even though he he knew he was likely going to die we just learned that he's a knight radiant maybe he's going to be you know I'm the truth watcher. Here's all my seer predictions for the future. And then die. Okay. 
maybe. Okay. I can see that. If that happens, I think we're going to have to have some specifically Renarin chapters for a while because I think mm. we've got to see his spread and his whole development um, there. One other thing I want to say, this is my last prediction, and it's kind of just a fun one. Um, Trevor made the remark, and it has not left my, my head since, <laughs> of, like, you couldn't guess who the the prologue, like, whose perspective it's going to be from um, in, in Oathbringer. And so I'm like, okay, who who's it going to be from? And I was trying to think, he could be totally right that I can't guess it, maybe it's some character we don't even know. That's what I'm afraid of, um, because then I can't guess it. Here, I'll give it. I'll guess... give you this. You you have met the character. Okay, I'm gonna say it is. If if I'm to guess, I'm gonna actually guess that it's from Gavilar's perspective. Okay. Um, that that's my first guess. Second guess, I was trying to think of like obscure characters. Um, I don't know if this would work. Is Dalinar's wife dead at this point? I know she's dead in our current story. Is she... I'm not going to answer that. Okay. I'm going to go ahead and just say, if she's alive, that it could be from her perspective. So what we wouldn't think of. And also could end up being something major. Because I feel like it's kind of alluded to, like, back of our minds, that she's something big because Dalinar can't remember her. That could just be a... Quite literally, the back curse. of your mind, because down yes. can't. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, quite literally. Uh, so yeah, that was just my my rough guesses on who our prologue perspective will be from. Mm-hmm. Elliot, do you have any any guesses on what while we're while we're on here? What who the perspective of Oathbringer's prologue is? Sabario. Let's go. As a bold prediction, I am a big fan <laughs> of that prediction. I have one more prediction about Adolin. I think in Oathbringer, Adolin is going to have a Spider-Man 3 moment, like like Kaladin did in this one. I think Adolin's going to have a rough time. I think he's going to struggle, one, with the decision he just made to kill Sadius in the way that he did. I think that's going to come back to haunt him. I think that's going to turn him on perhaps a a slightly darker path. And then, if you think about it, his whole family just became Knight's Radiant. Dalinar is now a Knight Radiant. Renarin is a Knight Radiant. Yasna is a Knight Radiant. His betrothed is a Knight's Radiant. I think Adolin's going to feel pretty left out. Unless unless he bonds a spren or something like pretty early on or whatnot, but he could very quickly get left behind in like the importance of this all. And I don't think Adolin would take that very well based on what we know him of him so far. So I think yeah. I think Adolin might have a, a dark road ahead of him in the next book. And Kaladin, his uh his bridge boy rival that he's might quickly find himself in a love triangle with is is surge binding and he's not so I, I could totally see where you're coming from here all right any just, closing just... any closing thoughts on words of radiance finale episode 
Adolin just needs to take the lopen route and just sit there and kind of look at the, the stream <laughs> until you can, can suck it, it in and just keep I can trying do it. sucking some stormlight. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. I, I did want to talk, Trevor, about theme of the book in general. Sure. If, we, if we've got a couple minutes here. You know, you know I like to try and pick out one word or concept that I stood out to me the most through the different parts of the book and then I like I like to do that for the whole book as well and looking back over my themes of each different parts my theme of part one for words of radiance was change with all the the change that Shalon was having to deal with then we had expectation in the second part which was kind of what expectations does Shalon have for herself who is she becoming she sets high expectations for these brigands that she finds and they live up to that they become like these really loyal guards of hers for the rest of the book uh section three was justice all about the the justice i think we had the amaram part of that all in there with kaladin and amaram um does kaladin get justice on him uh part four i had brokenness for the 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 brokenness that we see in Shalon of her past and what she's done and what she's lived through. And then five was revelation with all of the information that we got kind of dropped on us at the, at the end. Looking back over the whole book as a whole, Trevor, this actually plays into what you, I think, were talking about at the very beginning of this episode, and I completely agree with you. I think the the resounding message or or part of this book that really sticks with me is the, the one word I would put on it is resilience and, and thinking mostly of Shalon here and just the, the fact that she's gone through so much trauma, so much darkness, and yet she still can come out on the other side of that as a light to others and how she can, you know, Kaladin looks at her and sees the same sorrow and hurt that he feels in himself, and yet she has this positive outlook on life and she can brighten his day even though she's been through just as much if not more horrible stuff than he has and so just that resilience to be able to go through that and continue on to keep getting getting out of bed in the morning even though you've been through that that terribleness and Kaladin a little bit as well I think shows some resilience because we, we we joke about he he's a little emo in this book but but he pulls through it right you know he has mm-hmm. his darkness and he he strays off the path of of windrunnerness and and loses spren he he kills her or whatever but but he redeems himself he comes back he has yeah. <laughs> sorry <laughs> he sure. kills he kills sill or whatever you know <laughs> and then she's back Something. yep but the yeah the fact that he he sticks with it and he has he shows enough you know tenacity and perseverance to realize you know what this is the right thing to do and so I'll I'll group that under resilience as as well and I think you can even apply the term resilience to Zeth in the journey that he's been on here he clung so hard to the belief that he had that he was doing what he was supposed to do and then all of that gets shattered by the realization that Kaladin is truly a night radiant and that that way that it just completely breaks him but then even when he dies he doesn't he comes back and now he has a, a chance to maybe redeem himself or walk a new path um that he's given so yeah all of that tried to wrap up in the word resilience for uh words of radiance a very powerful theme i thought a very uh convicting one i think cool 
Kiffin, do you have any closing thoughts for Words of Radiance? Um, I think I think you guys pretty much hit everything. Um, don't really have too much to add. Uh, I'm I don't really know. This isn't exactly closing Words of Radiance, but it's upcoming for you guys in the podcast. So I don't really know what uh, War Warbringer or Warbringer Warbreaker. Am I saying Warbreaker? Warbreaker, sorry. Yeah, I don't really know what Warbreaker Breaker covers, uh, so I'm I'm gonna be curious to see like why you're having them read this before they move on to Oathbringer. Yeah, I think that's that's kind of my closing thought of now being in this recap episode with you guys, and then like, oh, okay, why 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 are we doing that, Paul? If I had to sum it up in two words, <laughs> I didn't ask you to. <laughs> yeah, but I'm just saying, close enough. Um, if I had to sum this book up in two words, I would say words and radiance. Boom. <laughs> <laughs> um, that's all. Brilliant. Phenomenal! Wow! Brilliant! All right. I need to explain my two words, Elliot. Any um, any closing words before I wrap us up? I, all, all I'll say is thanks for thanks for walking this journey with me, gentlemen, all, all three of you, and all of you listeners and, and viewers out there. I've, I've really enjoyed discussing this with, with you guys and chatting with all of you guys in our, our comments and, and Discord. So keep it coming. This journey is, is only just beginning. Yep, for sure. We have Warbreaker next, if you guys are reading along with us. Our first episode will be the prologue all the way through chapter 10 we are going to be doing a faster pace through through warbreaker so if you guys are doing warbreaker that'll be next week and with that we will be closing words of radiance and moving on from here thanks for joining me uh kiffin and thanks for joining me as always paul and elliot farewell thank you yeah